Yes, come on in, guys. Come on in. This is another episode of the Carrot Juice Podcast. I am your host, Monte Lee. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this program. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Like the video, please, if you haven't done so already, and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell for more content. You guys saw the title of this. You saw the thumbnail. You saw the title if you're on YouTube. And today we are doing a continued version of what we talked about last week, the Gabby Petito case. Now, it has been confirmed that Gabby Petito, rest in peace, her body was confirmed as that's the body that they found. However, the update to this situation right now is Brian Laundrie and his whereabouts and what we know so far when it comes to that. So I'm going to get right into the content today. I'm going to be concise and clear and get to it. I want to keep these episodes under 30 minutes if I can. So without further ado, let's get to that. Let me turn my brightness up a little bit. All right. So the first article comes courtesy of TMZ.com. I am going to share my screen with you guys. Okay. And then we're going to get right into this. So the first article is entitled FBI goes to Brian Laundrie's home for items for DNA matching. And this was published on September 27th. I am recording this on September 28th. It's Tuesday. The FBI paid Brian Laundrie's parents a home visit to get some personal items according to this article. Okay, so that's where we're at. Okay, so several FBI agents went to the Florida home Sunday after authorities requested some personal items belonging to Gabby Petito's fiance to assist them with DNA matching. An attorney for Laundry's parents said they complied. It's interesting. One would have assumed authorities could have gotten their hands on some of the DNA from items in the van, not to mention they also searched his car not long after he was named a person of interest. So to some, it is puzzling why they need more. Then there's this, there's new dispatch audio that shows cops talking about a domestic dispute involving Gabby and laundry during a stop in Utah back in August. You can hear the cops saying, reporting party states seeing a male hit a female domestic. He got into a white Ford transit van, has a black ladder on the back, Florida plate. As it's been reported, Laundrie allegedly slapped Gabby and hit her in the run-up to them being pulled over by the cops in Moab, Utah. According to the 911 audio, the caller claimed to have witnessed the violence. Gabby was seen in the video distraught as I had brought up in the last video, but Laundrie denied any wrongdoing and claimed nothing happened between them, okay? Cops didn't cite or arrest Laundrie. The Moab Police Department is now reportedly under investigation for how it handled the domestic dispute, okay? So they are under coming under some scrutiny. Okay, there we go. That looks a little better. All right. 
So that is the first article that we wanted to talk about today. So the original police department that handled the incident there that was going on in Utah, that the body cam footage, that, that footage, there's an investigation with the police department that handled it because that looks like that was handled miscorrectly based on what we know now. Hindsight is 2020, right? All right. So with that being said, let's keep on moving with the program here. And we're going to go to the next article that I have in store for you guys. So there's more information that's courtesy of the sun.com here. It says Gabby Petito spent her 22nd birthday on the Appalachian trail with Brian Laundrie where experts suspect he's hiding. Okay. Okay, so he's expected to be hiding. Okay, so that's what a lot of people are insinuating and thinking right now at this moment. Okay, all right, so photos were posted on her Instagram on March 27th. You can see the photos here nine days after her birthday show, Gabby and Brian hiking and hanging out on the trail in Georgia. All right, this is the first image here. It's showing Gabby making her way through the Appalachian Trail. Another video here, Brian Laundry with an apple. It looks like Gabby has a notebook and some pens, doing some journaling. It says in the post, went hiking for my B-Day number 22. Gabby captioned the post. The first image shows Gabby making her way through the trail. In the second photo, Brian is seen lying in a hammock by Gabby's art supplies. It appears Gabby was also in the hammock taking the picture. One of Gabby's friends, Rose Davis, previously said she believes Brian could be hiding out on the trail because he knows how to survive alone in nature and has done it before. All right, so that is another piece of information that we have here as possible whereabouts to Brian Laundry. Okay, so I'm just gonna keep on moving down the path and put out some more of this information as far as what we know to this point. So what we do know as of right now is the FBI recently went to Laundry's parents' home to gather DNA information for their hunt of Brian Laundry. We also just got information there from thesun.com that while Gabby was still alive and while they were on their trip, they were on the Appalachian Trail and then there were some photos that I just showed you of that, okay? Another thing that I wanted to cover as we get more information coming about, coming out about this incident is according to eOnline.com. And this article is entitled, Gabby Petito's friend details alleged manipulative Rocky relationship with Brian Laundrie. One of Gabby Petito's friends shared memoirs of the late influencer's relationship with fiance Brian Laundrie, including the time he allegedly stole her ID, 
to prevent a planned social outing. Okay. So one of Gabby Petito's friends is speaking out about the late 22 year old YouTuber's life during an episode of 48 hours that aired Saturday, September 25th, Rose Davis shared her alleged memories of Gabby's relationship with fiance Brian Laundrie, who, who authorities are currently trying to locate. Gabby, who was laid to rest on Sunday, September 26th, was found dead earlier this month in Bridger, Bridger Teton National Forest in Wyoming after going missing following a cross-country road trip, okay? So Rose told the news program that she met Gabby after the late influencer who got engaged to Brian in July 2020 moved to Florida to be with him. Rose said Gabby asked her one day if she'd like to be friends and their bond grew while they filmed social media videos together. Recalling her initial reaction to Gabby deciding to head out in a van with Brian in July 2021, Rose said, I was concerned with them spending that much time together because when I last see, was seeing them, they were rocky. Okay. Rose continued, I feel like Brian never thought he was going to be enough. And obviously he sees the beauty in Gabby. She's gorgeous in describing Brian's personality. Rose alleged that when he wants something, he's going to get it. She went on to describe a time when she claims Brian was allegedly willing to manipulate a situation. She goes on to say, I don't want people to say I'm calling him a full manipulator, but he'll manipulate the situation to get what he wants out of it. And you know, he didn't want her to go out one night with me and he stole her ID because you can't get into the bar without your ID. And this was really upsetting to her. You're engaged. It's not supposed to be like that. Rose also offered her reaction to police footage showing officers speaking with Gabby and Brian after responding to a call about reported domestic assault on August 12th. The footage, as we previously discussed, showed Gabby visibly upset and at times in tears as she described fighting with her fiance. Rose went on to elaborate. It takes a lot for her to get that hysterical. And so when I saw the body cam, I knew it was more than a little argument. This isn't the first time someone from Gabby's inner circle has weighed in on her relationship with Brian recently. Recently. And Gabby's friend Alyssa Chan told people that the pair was toxic at times, adding they had very low lows and very high highs. Gabby's story has captured the nation's attention following her family reporting her missing on September 11th. 
All right, and this is more information that we know. Gabby's own social media accounts, in addition to communications with her family, revealed she and Brian traveled through Utah, Colorado, and Kansas before reaching Wyoming. Okay. Brian returned home on September 1st in the couple's van, but Gabby wasn't with him. 10 days later, her family officially reported her missing and stated they had lost communication with her in late August. Police later named Brian a person of interest in the case with his parents telling police they hadn't seen him since September 14th. A federal warrant had been issued for Brian's arrest after a federal grand jury recently indicted him for unauthorized use of a debit card after she passed away. Authorities have not named him a suspect in Gabby's death. Okay. So that's where we are with this information thus far. I gave my thoughts initially on this situation and what I thought about it. I think anybody who has any shred of common sense can see the writing on the wall when Mr. Laundry did not appear. He did not come back with the person that he was on a trip with for two months. That, that was enough right there to say, hey, obviously there's something strange going on here. Anybody with any common sense would say that. But what I want to kind of delve in and find out more is it's always weird and it's always strange when friends and family come out about the toxic relationship that somebody was in or how they could see some signs of something. I don't want to blame anybody because I know it's a tough situation and this is hindsight, but if you, if you had an inkling or any sense or signs that the person was uh, treating the person poorly and being manipulative, like you say, don't you, would you, and they could have done this. I would have expressed some concern about them taking this cross country trip. And I would have been like, I don't know if it's wise for you to be going for months out on your own in these desolate places with somebody that you have seen and you've shown that there was signs of some manipulation there of overbearing uh, tendencies. That's just, that's just my thoughts on the situation and, and what it makes me think about when I see that. Just get this to pop a little bit. All right. So let's continue on with the program here. I got some more that I want to talk about. And um, then we can move on past the update on the Gabby Petito situation. So there was also another article that come out. I don't know if this is just for publicity or if this is actually some valid information here, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. You, If you guys are familiar with somebody called Dog the Bounty Hunter, okay? I'll, I'll probably put a picture of, of him up here on, on the YouTube, but Dog the Bounty Hunter. This is courtesy of T TMZ as well. And this was updated today, September 28, 2021. Dog the Bounty Hunter alerts cops 
to possible Brian Laundry lead. Dog the Bounty Hunter finds campsite possibly linked to Brian Laundry alerts authorities. This was updated on seven at 7:53 a.m. Pacific time today. According to our sources, the possible evidence that Brian's parents were at the campsite are two camping reservations under their name from September 1st to the 3rd and September 6th to the 8th. It's been reported the laundries were seen driving with a small camper, so it's believed this is where they went, but there's only speculation Brian was with them. We're told Dog received a tip that Brian was spotted at the campsite as recently as Saturday, and he plans to head to the Fort DeSoto Park area himself to continue tracking leads he's received. Dog the Bounty Hunter is right on Brian Laundry's tail, or at least it's possible and authorities are looking into it. A source with, a source with direct knowledge tells TMZ, Dog, who joined the manhunt for Gabby Petito's fiance a couple days ago, has been in the Florida woods looking for him and found something he thinks may lead to his capture. We're told, Dog, got a tip that led him and his new wife, Francie, to a fresh campsite that might be linked to Laundry, who's been missing for a week and a half now. One source says Dog has alerted authorities to the campground location because he believes it could be a major clue in the manhunt and he's currently waiting for their arrival. There's more. We're told Dog believes he's also uncovered proof that links Laundry's parents to the campsite, though it's unclear what that is. Of course, this could also be a false alarm, just like the trail cam footage and the lookalike sighting in Canada, but we'll have to wait and see. As you know, Gabby was found dead in Wyoming State Park a little over a week ago, and the feds have issued an arrest warrant for Brian for unauthorized use of a credit card right around the time Gabby went missing. Gabby's family held a funeral for her this weekend in New York. Again, rest in peace. I hope that they find him hopefully they get to the bottom of exactly what happened and what happened to her so her family can rest at this difficult time again condolences to the petito family and yeah i want justice that's what we all want to see at the end of this i'm just giving you guys the facts i'm giving you guys the information here and that kind of puts a boat on the gabby petito update at this time my thoughts on it and what I kind of wanted to end with when it comes to that situation is, is this. I think, I think that in today's day and age with all the social media, with all of the different technologies and advancements and everything that we have, you would think that people are more safe. And for the most part, people are, but what I would encourage you to do is just don't assume that somebody's situation is great if they're posting on social media and making it seem that way. If you have a gut feeling and, it, and something in your crawl is not sitting right, that you think that somebody might be in a manipulative situation or that there's tendencies there's of somebody controlling another person, then speak up about it. You'd rather be safe than sorry in that type of situation. Don't just leave it to yourself and say, hey, I don't wanna rock the boat. If it's a situation like that, you'd rather be the person that rocks the boat and 
save someone than somebody that stays quiet and then we have a situation like this. Not to blame anybody, but all I'm gonna say is if you had some inclinations that somebody was being treated poorly or manipulated, speak up about it. Make sure that you talk to somebody, make sure that you talk, not just one person talk to them, come together as a group, have an intervention and say, hey, don't, don't, for the person that's in that situation, you gotta speak to them in the proper way and you gotta come at it with, I'm, I'm thinking of your best interests in mind and we're coming together as a group to intervene and we think that this situation is not a healthy one for you. That could be for a woman, that could be for a man, that could be for anybody in a situation where obviously there's abuse there and that there's somebody manipulating the other person. So don't be afraid to speak up if you are in that situation or if you see somebody else in that situation. That's just my thoughts, that's just my advice on it as of right now, okay? And Okay, we're gonna move on from the Gabby Petito situation. I have one other article that I wanna talk to you guys about today. And it has something to do with, oh, and let me just get to this. Um, R. Kelly, was, there was a verdict on R. Kelly yesterday. He was convicted on all nine counts of his recent trial for the racketeering and sexual abuse charges and all that. I did a video on that. It's on my YouTube if you guys wanna get my reaction to it. I posted it yesterday. So go ahead and go to my YouTube, Care Juice Podcast, and check out that video. I'm not gonna be talking about that in this podcast, but. What I want to talk about is a, another article that's courtesy of TMZ, and I'm going to get it pulled up right here in a moment. Kelly Price breaks silence on her disappearance. Okay. She says COVID nearly killed her. Okay. So Kelly Price is finally addressing going MIA from her family and sharing an incredible story of her hospitalization with COVID, C-19, telling us at one point she was medically dead. Price tells us she is never, she was never actually missing, despite some of her family members insisting she had vanished without a trace. Kelly says she isolated herself as she recovered from C-19 and was avoiding her family, who she says she doesn't routinely stay in touch with. Price's battle with C-19 was a serious one. She says she actually flatlined at one point and had to be brought back to life by doctors and staff. She tells us she was literally on her deathbed but miraculously bounced back. That had to be so scary, I could not imagine. That's not to say she's out of the woods yet, far from it. In fact, Kelly is still on oxygen and at times had a tough time speaking with us, but wanted to get her story out. We asked Kelly's attorney, Monica Ewing, if she had been vaccinated, but Ewing would not specify. As for why there's a disconnect between Kelly's family and her whereabouts, Kelly touches on that as well. Sounds like there's some BTS drama between her and her behind the scenes, I guess. Drama between her and her sister and perhaps others. T 
TMZ also says, we also spoke to Ewing who outlined the steps they'll need to take in order to get Kelly off of Georgia's missing person list, which is what kickstarted this frenzy. Sounds like there's still a few hoops she has to go through, jump through, but everyone can rest assured that Kelly is still alive and still working on her recovery. This puts a bow on what Kelly alluded to on her IG story this past weekend, that she was okay, and that this narrative has gotten out of hand. Okay, so that's just an update on that. And yeah, that's a scary situation, man. That is a very scary situation because there's a lot of people who are battling with this thing. This COVID-19 has been apparently alive and well and really impacting people, really impacting people. So uh, make sure that you're being safe out here make sure that you're practicing social distance, distancing, especially if you're an at-risk person and if you are unvaccinated, uh, because it's scary out here to say the least. And um, something else that I wanted to talk about this week as well is um, anybody out there that is unsure of what they're doing right here in this moment and what they're doing at this time, make sure, make sure that if you have a vision Make sure that if you have a plan for your life and you have something that you're passionate about, you don't let anybody deter you from what you are trying to do. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to have that sight and don't let anybody deter your vision and what you want to do for your life. Okay. People might not see the results right away. You might not see the results right away, but you know why you're here. You know what you were meant to do you have a plan for your life. And as long as you have that and you're willing to take constructive criticism for what you are doing, you will not fail because failure cannot hurt you. Failure cannot hurt you if you're willing to learn from it and become better from it. Far too often, people don't see results right away. They don't see instant gratification and they give up on something. That's the worst thing you can do. If there's anything worth having in this world, it's worth earning and working for. And I don't care what it is, what you have going on. Don't let people around you taint your light and dim you just because they don't see it. They don't see what you can become and what you can do. It's not your job to try to explain and let people know what you have in store. Sometimes you just need to walk the path and if they see it later on, great. If not, it's okay. And just like Kid Cudi and Kanye West said, you just gotta Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Ain't no stress on me now. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. You can't stop me. You can't touch me. I'm where I'm supposed to be now. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep 
moving forward. And that's what I wanted to speak to you guys about right here today. And hey, that's been another episode of the Carrot Juice Podcast, all right? Uh, we release this every Tuesday. I hope that you guys are doing well. And like I say every single time, love somebody, hug somebody, do something good for somebody not expecting anything in return. And I'll speak to you guys next week. Peace.